that you regard it as minor, you regard it as trivial, you regard it as nothing significant. Whereas in the court of Allah Ta'ala and in the sight of Allah Ta'ala it is very severe. Now primarily this is referring to a specific incident and what transpired when that particular incident took place. But this is a principle of tafsir that the specific occasion on which an ayat was revealed, the application of that ayat is not confined to that occasion. That occasion was the first application. But that application then remains till Qiyamah. It's not something that is over unless there is some other ayat that has abrogated it. But other than that, that application will remain till Qiyamah. So this particular aspect that Allah Ta'ala mentioned in this ayat, تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَهُ وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمُ You regard it as minor, you regard it as trivial, whereas in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, in the court of Allah Ta'ala, this is a very severe matter, very grave matter. The initial occasion when this was revealed was the time when the incident of Ifq took place. When Aisha Siddiqa anha, when some Munafiqeen started off a rumor against her, and even some Muslims got unwittingly involved in it, and this was a slander against her. So Allah Ta'ala finally revealed the ayat of the Quran Sharif that cleared her name. An entire ruku of the Quran Sharif was revealed in her honor. Can you imagine her position and status? And in this regard, Allah Ta'ala then says in these ayahs that istalaqawnahu bihaysinatikum wa taqooluna bi afwaahikum maalisa lakum bihi ilm that you have been just saying these things and you have been repeating these things which you have no knowledge about. You don't have any kind of knowledge of what the reality is, you don't have any evidence, you don't have any proof, there is no basis to what you are saying, and you are still going about it. And on top of that, you regard it as a minor thing, like you said something so on. Whereas in the sight of Allah, this is very severe, very major. 
this slander was the primary or the initial occasion when this ayat was revealed but the application is in all contexts it's not confined only to the speaking or something that might be incorrect or slandering somebody making some false accusation that is obviously a very serious matter it's a serious matter whether it pertains to the most unknown person or somebody very common and obviously somebody with the personality of the wife of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that severity would be multiplied many many times hundreds of times thousands of times but this is the lesson now to look at that there are many things that we regard as minor we regard as by the way we just dismiss it we just wish it away well it's one of those things now the times have become like that so well, that's how we carry on also whereas many of these things could fall in this category could fall within the purview of this ayat of the Quran Shari تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيْجِنَا وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ that you regard it as minor, regard it as trivial, regard it as just by the way but in the court of Allah Ta'ala this is a very severe matter you look in the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and there are many things that he gave very great importance to emphasized it, highlighted it but with the passing of time we find that it is sometimes regarded as something minor, something light, something by the way whereas how can it be by the way, how can it ever be light, how can it ever be minor if Rasulullah Sallallahu was highlighting it he was emphasizing it he was repeatedly advising people regarding it one person Nabi Sallallahu one Sahabi he said that I heard somebody call out to me from behind and he said to me Irfaq Izara that your garment is hanging too low below your ankles so raise it and he heard somebody call it from behind so he's advising him so he turns around he sees that it is Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa so he responds and says that innaha burdatul malha the sum total of this is that it is a very simple ordinary garment very old very uh, of very low value so what he meant to say was that if it gets soiled due to being so to say dragged along with wood or if it gets torn somewhere in that process no big deal no major issue because this is such an old simple garment it doesn't matter Rasulullah Aslam did accept this he did accept it but he gave an answer that was a principle answer was amalaka fiya uswatu that am I not an example for you? you are getting into all these difficulties you are looking for some loophole you are trying to explain something away but have you considered that is this in conformity to my example the example that I have said is it in conformity to that so if it's not in conformity to that then how can it be just explained away and wished away 
all those explanations don't apply. And if Nabi Sallallahu did accept that, whereas ultimately, as many a times people say that the whole gene only is the length of the garment, is the whole gene in the beard, is the whole gene in where a person looks, no, no, the whole gene is not there, 100%. But these are very integral parts of the things that Nabi Islam is highlighting. So this manner of expressing it also is dangerous. Dangerous for the mind. Because, you see, is this the only thing in being is actually liking it? This is not something serious, nothing to make an issue about. Whereas, if you look carefully in the Ahadith of Rasulullah, did he make an issue about it? In our terminology, as we call it, making an issue about it, did Nabi Sallallahu in those, in that terminology that we use, did he make an issue about it? So yes, he made an issue about it, that he reprimanded this personality, this person, <coughs> and he didn't let, let it be. Umar he is on his deathbed. He had been scared while performing the Fajr Salah, and that wound was very deep, it became obvious that he's not going to survive. They've taken him home and he was lying on his deathbed now. It's just a matter of time. And he passed away shortly thereafter. So while he's dying, people are coming now to pay their respects and to console him. He's still conscious, alive, but that wound is very deep. Obviously he's not going to survive. So people are coming, they say some words of comfort to him. Somebody is saying something that will uh, give him some kind of happiness. One youngster comes and he also says some words of consolation. As he turns to leave, Allah sees him. Now he's on his deathbed. And he didn't look long after that. He sees him walking and he says, send him back. And then he advises him. Irfa' izarat fa innaha fa innahu anqa wa atqa. What you should do is raise your garment, the sulo. This is more a means of greater tenderness for you, a means of greater taqwa for you. Now, on his deathbed also, he made an issue about it. In our terminology, he made an issue about it. Now, this is just one example. There are many, many things that in being, there is great emphasis upon it, or they are warnings upon those actions, but we take it for granted. For example, in the Hadith Sharif, Rasulullah says, Sibabul Muslimi Fusur, the swearing at a Muslim, this is Fusur, Sith. Now what does Sith mean? Sith means Al-Khuruj Al-Ta'atillah. That a person has come out of the obedience of Allah. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine to, to grasp the meaning of this, to understand what is being said? Otherwise, just the translation, the translation can't do any justice to what the actual message is. That is why those who try to sometimes sit uh, in the translation of the Quran Sharif, translation of the Hadith Sharif, and think that now they have got the full meaning of everything. This is a very dangerous approach. Yes, to take just the advice of the incidents that are mentioned in the Quran Sharif, the 
concentrate on the tafsir of it, translation with the tafsir, alhamdulillah. Anything to do with the aqsam, with the laws of deen, that is something to learn from those who have the knowledge. This is not something to uh, take chances with, that I will do my own self-study and carry on. Allah forbid we will finish off. Nobody does self-study to seek his heart condition. So how can we take chances with the spiritual heart? So in any case, the aspect that we were talking about is the uh, the aspect of this meaning, what, what is the message of this? Just understand this. A person is seated with all his friends and prominent people, everybody is there in the gathering. Now his father is there also. And now in the midst of that gathering, his father is addressing everybody and saying to them, this is my son, and then we shall all do, this is my disobedient son. Now in that prominent gathering of all people who are seated there, and all his friends are there, and others, and now the father is introducing his son. And the introduction is, this is my disobedient son. How nice he feel about it. How thrilled and elated he would be. If he could help it, if the ground could open up and swallow him, we feel better about that. In the midst of this gathering, and my father is saying, this is my disobedient son. Now, that context is a very minor expression of what this word really means. That is just a minor exposition of the meaning of this word this. The father didn't take us. He didn't nourish us. Allah Ta'ala takes us. Allah Ta'ala is our sustainer, our nourisher. Allah Ta'ala is saying, the person who has gone through certain actions, now he is indulging and swearing at a Muslim, he has become a fasik. So Nabi Islam is saying that this person is a fasik, he has become disobedient to Allah. Father is saying, this is my disloyal son. Can you imagine such a kindness? Father is giving the kindness of the son. But that father didn't save us. Father didn't sustain us and nourish us. But now the person who is indulging in this kind of behavior, swearing at a Muslim, Nabi Islam has become disloyal to Allah. This is how severe it is. But in day-to-day life, it's like part of, part of this language. It's like a person talking something, talking about how's the weather, maybe are you feeling okay? I mean that is using some other languages, flowery languages. What's the difference? It's all the same. It has become hayyin. Tahsabunahu hayyina wa huwa inna Allahi azim. You regard it as maina. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, it is very severe. Hence, Nabi Salaam is saying, Sibabul Muslimi Fusuq. This is now a matter of disobedience, disloyalty to who? Allah Ta'ala. A wife can't tolerate being said to anybody that she's a disobedient wife. A son can't tolerate it being said that he's a disobedient son. A student won't be able to handle it if he's a star said to everybody who's my disobedient student. And yet we become comfortable if it's declared that we are now disobedient servants of Allah Ta'ala. This is how things just over time that is so wrong. Nobody gives it a second thought. The eyes of the Quran series that we have discussed, now slander, in this particular 
incident that happened, somebody heard something, it was passed on to the next person, whereas they started off from the Munafiqin, they fabricated this. And they started passing it on. The second person, third person, fiftieth person, and now some sincere people also got caught up in this. Allah Ta'ala is saying, Tahtabunahu Hayyina. You start passing on this message and you put at the bottom there as received. Say, well, I am absorbed of it, as received. But the thing is, when those who fabricated it will receive on the day of Qiyamah, you might receive also. Because this was passing on, maybe slandering somebody, passing on something that ruined somebody's reputation, that harmed somebody's hijab. And if it was true also, it is still no less than Zibat. And Zibat? Zibat Allah Ta'ala is the Quran Sharif describes it in that manner that is meant to create such a disgusting feeling. يُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَصِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِيْكُمُ Does anyone of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother? The person had passed away, after a while the body starts decaying. Terrible stench. And now somebody can imagine eating out of that. Allah Ta'ala is saying, this is what Zibat is all about. فَتَحْتَمُونَهُ هَيْتِنَا وَهُوَ عِنَّ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ You regard it as minor, in the court of Allah Ta'ala, this is very major. Once Hazrat Anas Rizhi Allah Ta'ala Anhu, he addressed the Sahaba Ikram, and in that, and actually not the Sahaba, but the people that were present at that time, the students, most of them who were Tabi'een, Allah Ta'ala addressed him with a very long life, at that time, there were many new people that come, many Tabi'in. Now, this is the zamana of the Tabi'in, the era of the Tabi'in, this is part of Sayyidul Qurun, the best of era. So, the era of the Sahaba, then this is next in line. And he's saying to them, Innakum la ta'maluna a'malan, hiya adzaktu fi a'yunikum min al-sha'ab. If you are doing something which in your sight is more trivial than a hair. Like a person finds a piece of hair lying somewhere, he just blows it away, shoots it away, thinks nothing about it. And it is something to be discarded, something not to be concerned about, something not to pay any attention to. It's just a very insignificant thing, completely insignificant. It is more insignificant in your sight than a hair. Whereas, كُنَّا نَقُدْتُهُ عَلَىٰ أَحْدِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم مِنَ الْمُوبِقَاتِ In the time of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم we used to regard these things as things that would destroy a person. For you it's insignificant. What happened? Oh, no great deal. In the court of Allah Ta'ala is very severe. In the time of Nabi صلى الله عليه وسلم we would think that if somebody did something like this this is a means of destruction, complete destruction. Sometimes, for example, a person missed his salah. The salah became khazaa. One is that he made all the arrangements, everything was in place, and it was just something beyond any control, and the salah was missed. It can happen. Happened once in the life of Rasulullah Allah Ta'ala made it happen so that we could learn what is to be done in such a situation. Allah Ta'ala made it happen. So it can happen that the person took all the care, he made all the arrangements, he put the alarm, he put a second alarm. 
We made all the necessary arrangements to wake up. But something happened and alarm didn't ring or whatever happened and we overslept. Can happen. But sometimes, and unfortunately many times, it was sheer neglect. And that salah got missed. And the salah got missed, what happens? Person then wakes up and says, well, okay, I think the salah. That too is Ghanima to take the Khazar. But does anything cross the heart? Say, what happened? Say, how did this happen? How did that Because it was neglect. Only something beyond a person's control. There is one incident mentioned, Mahabhum Rakhtulari mentioned this. So this is something which even any Sanat that is mentioned there, but this is an incident he has mentioned that once Mahabhya was the time of Sahajjud and he felt somebody shaking his leg. So he woke up, he was surprised, how did somebody come here? This is my room which is locked. How did somebody enter? So he confronted the person, it turned out it was Shaitan. Shaitan came in some form and he was shaking him up. He asked what are you doing here? He said, I'm for Tajjud. Since when you started waking people up later on for Fajr, you're waking them up for Tajjud. So, you see, something just doesn't add up. He said, no, I just said to wake you up for Tajjud. He says, Shaitan and Tajjud, these two things don't go hand in hand at all. There is some other agenda behind this. What brought you here? So eventually, he says that the day that had passed, Previous day, you missed the Tahajjud. You felt so much of remorse upon it. Whereas, you know, something that this happened, you felt so much of remorse upon it, that the reward of that remorse, it surpassed the reward of the Tahajjud. So, I was concerned that if you miss your Tahajjud today, you might feel again the same kind of remorse. You'll get more reward in that. Rather, I keep you on the lower path. Rather, that I get surprised that you get the reward of your Tahajjud, not the greater reward of the remorse. But the point in the lesson for us is that somebody missed his tajjud and he's feeling so grieved about it, so pained and so hurt about it. If we miss that salah with jama'ah, that is one level, we miss that salah entirely out of neglect. Does anything cross the heart? Does that grief, some pain, some hurt come? Now, this is again the same issue. تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيْجِنَا وَهُوَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ he regarded as minor, it's one of those things. Whereas in the court of Allah Ta'ala, this is very severe. Let alone that salah that was missed entirely, it is so major that the salah with jama'ah that was deliberately left out without any valid reason. The severity of it is understood from this, what the Surah Allah has mentioned once, that had it not been for the women and children in the homes, I would go and burn down the homes of those who performed the salah in their homes without valid reason. Making the salah, not that they're not making it. But they're not coming for salah with jama'ah without a valid reason. Had it not been for others in the home, they would have gone and burnt it down. We regard it as minor, as one of those things where in the sight of Allah Ta'ala, this is a very severe matter. Very, very grave matter. For example, in the Quran Allah Ta'ala addresses the Sahaba Ikram with regards to the Azwaj Musakhara. 
Sometimes the person didn't even utter anything. But the heart is severely grieved over what happened. That mistake that happened, that wrong that the person fell into, and there's severe remorse and regret in the heart over that, that is the Tawbah already. Another Tawbah. That regret and remorse is the essence of that Tawbah. Otherwise, if that is mistake, then it is a lip service Tawbah. That is not where the virtue that we mentioned. So again here, this is another example of تَحْتَبُونَهُ هَيِّنَا وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَظِيمٌ That everything goes now, it's a wedding, it's a function, it's eve. So, oh, how is it all? Place of family ties. The first tie of the first relationship to always maintain the relationship with Allah. And those who don't want to join up with that goal, they are breaking it. The rope is the rope of Allah. وَأَتَسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّحُونَ Allah Ta'ala says, hold on firmly all of you. وَأَتَسِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا All of you hold on to بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ There's only one robe. Habl is singular. Hold on to the one robe of Allah Ta'ala, all of you together. لَا تَسْوَلَا تَفَرَّحُونَ And don't fall into dissension. Now who is creating the dissension? The one who is holding on to the rope or one who decides to leave the rope? The one who leaves the rope, everybody has been commanded to hold this one thing. Somebody is standing somewhere else. So who is causing the dissension? The one who is standing where he is commanded to be or the one who decided to go somewhere else? Others think, I want everybody united, I want everybody to stay here in my house. To be here sitting here in my house today. One person says, I am going to sit in the neighbor's house. And he says, now all those who are sitting in the father's house, they break his house with me. So now the normal becomes abnormal, the abnormal becomes normal, what is right becomes wrong, what is wrong becomes right. The whole issue gets upturned, and this is also part of the Qiyamah, signs of Qiyamah. The signs of Qiyamah in the very well-known hadith of Hadith Ibrahim, so Jibreelah came in human form, and he came to Rasulullah then the incident which we have discussed on many occasions, and he asked Hadith a very curious question. Tell me what is Iman, what is Islam, what is Ihsan, when will Qiyamah occur? Okay, tell me some signs of it. Tell me some signs of what is that the advent of Qiyamah is close. Among the signs that Nabi Sallallahu mentioned, and Talidal The literal translation of this is that a slave woman will give birth to her master. Now this is a very strange thing to fathom. But how will a slave woman give birth to her own master? Now there are various explanations of this. But one of the explanations that we given by the Muhammadin is that it means that things will get subverted. Things will go upside down. What is right will start becoming regarded as wrong. What is wrong will get regarded as right. What is actually honor People will start regarding it as dishonor and disgrace. Things that are disgraceful, that are disgusting. A person will be proud about it. He'll be doing the worst kind of things and he'll boast about it. And a person who is doing the right thing, that person will be regarded as doing something wrong. These are the signs of Qiyamah, which we are seeing around us. A person who dresses in a correct manner, that person something wrong with him. 
But that woman, something is terribly wrong with her. She doesn't know which, which word she's doing. And the person who's dressed in all the kinds of shameless dressing, completely type of dressing which even Shaitan might be getting ashamed about. That is all inside, that is also fine. This is how everything gets turned upside down. In Khilabu Umur, that is all that we are complete subversion of him. So here again this is an example of how things that are very major, but because it becomes the norm in society, Tahsabuna Muhajina, you start regarding it as minor, trivial, or Allah Now the person is sitting and is talking and joking and laughing and with some non-maharam. You see, well now you can't be very rude and abrupt and you can't be what what they think of uh, you know, how Muslims are. Hey, they would think of Muslims are also no better than anybody else. That's what they think about. And these are the comments they make. Until somebody they come across some real Muslim. You see, sorry, I won't be I go to now do whatever the deal is, but please excuse me, I will not be shaking your hand. I will not be looking at you also. And I'm doing this out of respect. See, what respect for my being has brought my religion has brought me respect. Somebody else's wife, daughter, mother, sister, this is not for me to look at. So out of this respect, I won't be looking at you, I won't be shaking your hand. Whatever is necessary to talk and get done with will be over with it. If you never realize that you relating somebody's experience, and he finally went and did it that way. And he came back to say that I never imagined the reaction. That the reaction was amazement and appreciation and attraction to deen. And really, your religion teaches you this level of respect and this level of purity. But everybody is doing something, and we go to do the same thing, can continue in the same manner. We regard it as minor, in the court of Allah it is major. Then comes for example this time of the year, in holiday time, where everybody must be in that holiday mode and that holiday mood. So now the person is sitting in the middle of a whole naked crowd on a beach. But everybody is there now. So what's the what's the problem with it? What's the problem with it? There's no problem with it. Allah Ta'ala mentioned in the Quran Sharif, فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلَ الصَّارِ وَلَكِنْ تَعْمَلُ قُلُوبُ الَّذِي فِي الصُّدُورِ There are many things we don't see any problem with it. Like a blind person telling that. Now, can't you see what's going on in front of you? That big hole is there, you're going to fall into it. What hole are you talking about? I can't tell you can't you see that person about to attack you or can't you? Why can't you see it? Because he's blind. A blind person, how do you expect him to see it? He's blind. Allah Ta'ala is saying, فَإِنَّهَا لَا تَعْمَلَ الصَّارِ فَلَا تَعْمَلْ قُلُوبُ الْلَّتِيْكِ السُّدُورِ One is the eyes becoming blind. Allah Ta'ala says, their hearts have become blind. Their hearts have become blind as a result they can't see right from wrong. All the wrong also looks right. Everything seems fine. And whenever a person then is corrected about something, he says, what's wrong with it? I can't see anything wrong with it. How is a person going to see something wrong with it if there's blindness? A person can't see any wrong in the shameless dressing, the 
person can't say anything wrong with the intermingling, the person can't say anything wrong with sitting on the beach in the middle of that naked crowd, the person can't say anything wrong with swimming in that gathering or that kind of shaitani gathering, the person can't say wrong anywhere. Everything goes. But little did he even think that this so-called acceptable behavior here, can it really be acceptable? Take the same people who regard it as acceptable and bring them out of that environment and put them in the middle of a Buddhist street. The same at high and dark. They'll be also up in arms. They'll also be saying that this is something now wrong. What's the difference between this middle of the busy road and that beach sand? What difference that is made in terms of being a public place? But here this is not acceptable, they are acceptable. This is a blindness of the heart. But one is a person without Iman, their hearts are blind. But a person with Iman, his heart becomes blinded. This is obviously a very silly matter. The reason being, تَحْسَبُونَهُ هَيْهِنَا وَهُوَ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ عَوْمِ He starts regarding, he starts off from one thing, one thing to the other, then goes on. He says, well now I spent so much money now booking that. So now I don't want to be part of everything, I can't be sitting inside one room. Now whatever is going on, doesn't matter, there's thousands of people in all kinds of attire there and whatever else is going on, music that is blasting in the ears, whatever else is carrying on. I've got to be now part of the fun now. He regarded as minor, he regarded as nothing. This I should be reading in our minds. This is something that we should be pondering about. One person of the Shaykh al-Hadith Mahathir mentioned this incident in his RPT, in his autobiography that one person came out of his house. It was the time of the year when the Hindus were celebrating their festival. And in that festival, which is still celebrated in India and so on, only they throw color on everybody. They color everything in their home, whatever else, yellow color, whatever color it might be. Red, everything is red. So now this person was the highest person he stepped out of his house and as he stepped out, one donkey was standing on the side. So now, first he looked around and he sees the whole crowd of people are throwing this color on one another. The Hindus are all celebrating their holy. So he saw the donkey, at that time he was chewing pan. Pan was, the saliva also becomes blood red because of that, whatever comes out of the pan. So he saw this donkey and he needed to spit that saliva out. So he just said, How come nobody colored you? So he knows how the color will come out red. How come nobody colored you? Let me color you. And he had something like just a light hearted thing and he spat onto the donkey. So that donkey got red. Whatever that saliva fell on it, that portion became red. So now basically, I also colored you. And he went on and forgot about it. Everything was over. He eventually passed away. One pious person saw him in the dream. A dream is not any charity proof, but it's a lesson. Take a lesson from it. Pious person saw him in a dream. Mashallah is in a very good condition. So he was a very pious person. But then he's looking closely, there's one small snake on his lip, and he's seeming every now and then in severe pain. He asked him, now in the dream he's talking to him, he said, 
what's this? What's this? How come this in mashallah such a good condition, everything is fine? What's this on your tongue, on your lips? You see, well, I'm being punished for having joined the festival of the enemies of Allah. I became part of it. I said, well, how come nobody colored me? So I'm also joining it. I'm also coloring. How could it was like a joke? How could he resist something in passing? That's a light-hearted thing. تَحْتَبُوا Regarding the trivial in the court of Allah Ta'ala, it's a very major thing. And Allah forbid that life goes by, a person sometimes doesn't even make toba from these things because he didn't think about it to be anything major. He thought about it well, all of those things. Yes, to now drink or to take drugs or to do these things uh, severe only, nothing else is severe, the rest of it is all fine. Indeed, that is very major. But these things sometimes we feel civilized and regarded by the way, these things too are in the court of Allah Ta'ala very major. So we have to become conscious about these things, learn about it, remind ourselves, remind our families, take the precautions, don't get carried away by whatever is going on. We started off with the very first incident, that was the use of the tongue. That too even Hadith and Islam says the same thing. Person sometimes utters some words which earn the displeasure of Allah Ta'ala and he gave no thought to it. The same aspect. He regarded it as trivial. He gave no thought to it. He didn't regard it as anything significant. But as a result of that statement, he falls in the depths of Jahannam. So this is something to always be conscious about. Sophia once one of the Azwadi Mutaharat made a comment about her. And the comment simply was in, an, in a gesture that Nabi was talking about her and was short. Now that was kind of in a way mocking. This was a period of career. They went through the training. They made mistakes initially. But one time they were corrected that that was it. But what did Nabi Islam say on this occasion? I was like, how could he want any small thing? How could we do this? We say things, we make comments, make sarcastic remarks, we say hurtful things, we ridicule, mock somebody, find fault on small, small things. Nabi Islam said to her that you have said such a thing, you have made such a remark, uttered such a statement, that if this statement had to be put into the ocean, it will pollute the entire ocean. This one statement, if it had to be, so to say, given a liquid form. Now that one statement, how much? If it be given a liquid form, there's no understanding, it won't fill a small glass also. It might be 10 mils maybe. But it's one, one small statement. That 10 mils, if it was thrown into the ocean, it will pollute the entire ocean. Mm. Now that 10 mils might be 10 mils, but the effect of it is so severe. We regard it as trivial in the court of Allah Ta'ala, this is very severe. Before that time comes, and suddenly we have to now account for our needs. Because life is gone, 
Allah knows best we know what time comes. We have to become conscious about all these things. If we have made some mistakes, we have to make amends. We have to make Toba, ask for forgiveness to hurt somebody. And in that way, clear up our records and move forward in a safe manner. And with the Fadl of Allah Ta'ala, inshaAllah the day of Qiyamah comes, he will then also be given the green light to continue without his answer. Then Allah Ta'ala give us a topic. وآخر دعوانا من الحمد لله